Good morning. Today's episode is about our ancestors. And to start this episode, I'd like to tell a quick story. I was at my partner Ben's house, his aunt's house for her birthday. She turned 72. And I said, Jewel, what can you tell me you've learned after 72 years? I'd like to paint the scene real quick. We were enjoying a cherry pie that she got from Amish country and a cup of decaf coffee with oat milk. It was lovely. We're sitting at the counter right next to each other and I asked her this question. What have you learned in 72 years? And she said, I learned that life is really short. It goes by in the blink of an eye. She learned that she said, enjoy every moment. She said, I wasted a lot of time working and doing things I didn't want to do and living my life for other people. And I'm just starting to realize I want to do things for me. I want to live my life. And she said that means loving yourself. And she said, that's what I learned. And I cried as she said this. Because, well, I've heard this so many times. You know, you hear older people say this all the time. Life is short. And you're like, yep, yep, yep. But life is short. And I think it does go by in the blink of an eye if you're not really there for it. I think we do waste a lot of time working. My dad turned 56 and he said to me, I don't think I was meant to work all the time. I don't think humans were put here to just have jobs, but it feels like that's all my life has been is just working to live. Does anyone else feel like that? I'm sure you do. she said to live your life and love yourself and I think what that means to me right now is to not really care what other people think 
I want to do the things that I want to do. I want to run around and scream and laugh and play and be happy and... If I see something squishy on the road, step on it. Not a bug or anything. Or if I see a big, beautiful tree that's a hundred years old, I want to hug it. If there's grass, I want to play on it with no shoes on. I want to put my hair in ponytails. I want to sing really loud. If I make a mistake, I don't want to beat myself up for it. I don't want to apologize for doing nothing wrong. I don't want to apologize for being myself. I don't want to do things because I feel like I have to in order to make other people comfortable. Jewel lived her whole life doing things because people told her to or she felt like she had to do things because other people wanted her to. And she's 72 and she's just realizing that is not the way to live. You will not be happy. So I just wanted to share that. And the way, now we're going to segue into our episode of today about ancestors. Because something Jewel also said to me one time, she was born in 1950. And she was born in Ohio. She lived on a farm with her mother and father and three brothers. And her father was a war veteran who had terrible PTSD, would lock himself in a room for weeks, months. He was not present for his children's lives and clearly his own life. He was not present to, for his own life. So her mother basically raised four children by herself while running a farm and uh, trying to live her life as a human should, but couldn't. Because when she was growing up, she really wanted to be a nurse. And her father said, I will beat that idea out of you. You are not going to be a nurse. You are going to be a mother and raise children. And he beat it out of submission. Beat her dreams out of submission. Who knows what his parents did to him. And their parents did to them. And their parents. And blah, blah, blah. It goes on forever. So we have a line of ancestors who... Probably wanted to exist the way that we all want to exist. They probably didn't want to work all the time. My grandfather was, my great-grandfather was seven years old when he had to start working full-time. Seven years old. 
learning how to become a plumber or helping plumbers work so he could get money so that his family wouldn't starve. So no one is living the true human experience. Maybe that is the human experience. I I don't know. I, I mean, it is a human experience. But there's not really living. It's just doing what somebody is telling you to do. Like, I think about the fact that land is not free. Who owns the land? Who owns the, who was, who like, was like, I own this and you have to use something we invented called money, which is paper, which is not real, but we're going to make it real to control how the importance of things and to control how you can obtain things and how some people can't obtain anything because they don't have any money and some people can obtain everything because they have all the money because they're playing along with this game it's literally monopoly monopoly is what life is it's a board game we made up it's paper we, we made up to have meaning and if, if you play the game right, you can have a lot of fake, you can have a lot of this paper. And you can uh, really screw other people. And you can really enjoy the luxuries of life while other people can't because they don't have green paper. We went, <clears throat> we drove down the shore last weekend and my Ben was just like wow this is really uh, this is really reserved for only a certain amount of people isn't it crazy that you can't just go to a part of the land that you live on without paying a price and like we're so used to the idea of yeah yeah of course you have to pay of course But why is that normal? We had to put gas in my car. We had, we drove, all we did was drive. We just drove. And I paid $12 in tolls to get down the shore. Then you get to a beach that you have to pay $65 for a season pass because they won't sell you a day pass. So you spend $65. You're going to be there a day. Granted, I understand. I made all these choices. I understand. You could just not go to the beach. Wow, what a great argument. Why can't I enjoy the land that I was born onto without paying for it? You see what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, people... Then, then you have to pay exuberant exuberant amounts of money to eat food because all the land that had food on it naturally was destroyed to build houses and buildings and pizza places and whatever 
so that you now have to pay for food that was there for free. That you could have just picked and eaten is gone now in order for us to make businesses so they can make green paper and continue the cycle of needing this green paper. Yes, today should have been a Monday morning ramble, I understand, but it's a Wednesday. The point is, these are the problems we have. Our ancestors, like my, my grandmother says, like, you don't understand how lucky you are that you really get to live your life and do things you want to do. And I do understand, but it's still, I'm not really doing the things I want to do. The things I want to do are uh, be in the Garden of Eden where I'm naked eating the fruit and vegetables that are around me in nature and uh, hanging out with my friends and, you know, doing necessities, sure, to survive, but uh, just enjoying the subtleties of life. That is what I'd really like to do. But so our ancestors couldn't even dream of that. But I think at some point... Perhaps they were doing something like that. I don't know. And at the same time, it's like... Oh, this is a ramble. It's fine. This is what I wanted to get to. I did a... I, I'm reading a book by Thich Nhat Hanh right now called Fear. <clears throat> and... There's an ex... There's a meditation in it where you um, you go back and look at your ancestors and you say thank you for everything you've given me I have all of you in me I have all the beautiful parts of you and I have your fear and I have your pain and I have the bad you might have done but I also have the good in you and I want and I love and accept all of you and the point is to love and accept all of yourself in this way because we can't love and accept ourselves if we can't love and accept where we've come from. And so like in the meditation, you know, you kind of just look at your ancestors. And as I was doing this meditation, I saw people I never met I saw my great-great-grandfather who 
worked with his hands in the coal mines and died in the coal mines. I saw ancestors from Poland farming. I saw ancestors from Cuba. I saw ancestors who were artists who, even though they had to work, they would still paint or draw whenever they had a moment's chance. I saw a tightrope walker. That was kind of cool. Like, circus people. I saw me. I saw me rock climbing because I, too, am an ancestor to my younger siblings and to the my children and their children. I'm going to be an ancestor to them one day. And they're going to talk about Grandma Samantha and how she ate rock climbed thousand foot walls and with just a rope, they're going to say. And... Then I started to see not so beautiful things. I saw my mother's pain. I saw things that happened to her that are not beautiful. I saw rape. I saw murder. I saw people beating up people, people hurting people. I saw the pain that I've caused people. I saw abuse, physical and emotional. And the point was to not judge it. The point was to accept it and say, I love you anyway. And at first, when I first started seeing these things, I I was flinching because it was painful. But then I saw it just as it is. Because it, it is what it is. It exists in this world. And it's in my blood. And I, I, I think maybe... I can see all of that because it's in all of humanity. Like, what if our pain is the same? What if we can sympathize with each other because we all know the same... We all know the same things. We all know love and joy and it, in a way... And we all know pain and abuse and all those things that I mentioned. We, we know they exist. We see it in each other. So, of course, it exists in us also. I guess this kind of ties back to the abused and the abuser episode. If we have one thing, we have to have the other. And, and I am no different than you. I think we all come from the same place. We all share. We're all from the human race. So we all have the same instincts and the same 
range of experience and emotions. They're just different. The same but different. Thich Nhat Hanh used to show um, a sunflower and a sunflower seed to children. And he'd say, are these the same or different? And, you know, the children would say, ah, oh, some of them would say, it, it's the same. Or some of them would say, it's different. And he would say, it's the same and different. Because the sunflowers come from the sunflower seeds. Can't have the sunflower without the seed, and vice versa. They're the same, and I think we're like that. We all look different. Our lives may look different. Where we come from may look slightly different, but they are also the same. That's why we can sympathize. That's why, when tragedy happens, we and we experience it together. That, that's that shows we do we do feel the same things when, when tragedy happens and then everyone comes together and everyone loves each other and takes care of each other it's because they're like ah yes you've experienced the same thing I I have and I understand what you're going through let me help you and then they and then we help each other not even realizing that that is our life every day we go through the same things, the same tragedies, the same joys and pleasures every day, but maybe not, but we think it's separate. So you don't know what I've gone through. You don't know what my life is like. You don't know what, what I have to put up with. I, I do though, because I do too. And I want to, and we should be able to help and love each other because we understand that and we feel so separate. So, like, I'm going through something right now where I, I'm finding all these judgments that I have in my mind, all these ways that I interact with people, all the ways that I put others before myself. I'm afraid to do things out of fear of rejection or I don't know just a lot of a lot of fear and anxieties and a lot of and I realize like I don't think I have unconditional love for myself or maybe I don't and maybe unconditional love and self-love are different and the same but like I love myself when I meet a certain standard, when, when I'm happy, when I'm enjoyable and pleasurable to people, and I don't know, I, maybe that's conditioned from society, is people like you when you do certain things for them, or look a certain way, or present yourself a certain way, or if you're happy, if you're sad, then people get kind of turned off, and, ah, ooh, that's uncomfortable, you have feelings, ah, God, I don't really, why don't you smile, so, 
my partner's been really feeling stuff. He's in the past, and he knows he is, but he's having a hard time getting out. And what I mean by that is, like, can you remember how you reacted to things as a child or a teenager that were, like, unhealthy, where you maybe didn't feel worth, so you isolated yourself, or you lashed out on pe- lashed out at people because you were angry, or made fun of people, or any kind of, like, harmful behavior, I feel like. You're, like, stuck in the past because you're trying to protect yourself. And so I think the way he had to protect himself as a child was to be cold and distant and isolate himself. And so, and I think I did the same thing. If, if I thought someone was hurting me, I'd say, get away from me. And then I'd go and be alone and be sad because that felt more comfortable because, ah, yes, what I deserve to be alone and sad. So he's kind of going through that right now. And it's bringing up a lot of my past for me. And my lack of self-love. And my need to be perfect. And I'm not good at anything. I'm not beautiful. I'm not this. I'm not that. And I started to, like, say things. And, like, and I was like, oh, my God, this is my mother. I sound just like my mother. How many things do we say or do we feel that come from people we don't even know. I can only recognize things that I know come from her, but what are the things she learned from her mother and her grandmother and whatever? So I said, Mom, I'm having a really tough time because I don't think I love myself a lot. I think I judge myself a lot. And she said... Well, that doesn't have anything to do with me. Just because I don't love myself doesn't mean you don't love yourself. Doesn't mean you can't love yourself. That has nothing to... It's not my fault you can't love yourself. Just because I don't love myself. So she's admitting she doesn't love herself. So of course that's where it came from for me. Because if she doesn't love herself, she's going to act in that way so like she doesn't feel good about herself and the way she looks and all I remember growing up is not feeling good about myself and the way I looked because she would tell me like oh why are you wearing that oh I would never wear that oh why are you doing your hair like that that looks horrible so I was like whoa whoa yeah I look terrible all the time wow so I never like felt good about myself because my ancestors don't feel good about didn't feel good about themselves because somewhere along the line someone told them they weren't beautiful and so we had family therapy yesterday and my mom was like we were talking about this and she was saying "I, I don't understand Samantha feels like she can't love herself and she can't love me but like I love her I I love her so much. She said, 
Samantha is such a she's such a beautiful, kind. She's the warmest soul I've ever met. She's so artistic. She's so talented. She she can do anything she puts her mind to. And she just loves people so much. I've never met someone who loves so much. <laughs> Sorry. And I, I'm crying because it almost feels like I've never heard these words from my mom. Because I've never heard her say these things about herself. And then she said, oh, well. And I said, Mom, that's you, though. That's you, too. And she said, no, I'm ugly. I'm nowhere near as beautiful as you. I'm nowhere near as kind and as loving as you. I'm not talented like you. You're, you're an amazing photographer, Samantha. You take film. You do film. You develop your own film. And our therapist said, and my mom prior to this was talking about how she's had a camera since she was five years old. And she said, you know, I never had anyone tell me, Marie, you know, you have, you have real talent for that. You should go to school for that. She said, I never had anyone tell me to do that. So I never got to develop my skill and I never got to, you know, do what I wanted to do. And... So then she said, you know, you're an incredible photographer, Samantha. You you do this, you do that. And our therapist said, where does she get that from? And she said, oh, me, I guess. Because I did get it from her. I got her beauty and her love and her passion and her craft. And I also got her pain and her lack of self-esteem and her sadness and her feelings of unworthiness and ugly, that I'm ugly, that she's ugly, that she's not capable of love. And she is. She, I felt so good. She made me feel so good. she's starting to wake, awaken to her beauty and, and then we can love each other more because we can love ourselves more because we see our beauty I see my beauty and now I can see it in my mother we spend our whole lives not wanting to be our parents but my therapist said you have to become them so that you can figure out who you are. I, I've i never felt more like my mother in my life, but lately, everything I say, I'm like, oh my God, it's my mom. And I don't even know if it's a bad thing. I'm, I'm trying to roll with it to be like, ah, do it. Ah, I don't think I want to continue that kind of talk or behavior. But I, I have to understand it in order to break free of it. Because if I think it's me, then I'm going to continue my life acting like somebody else. I need to find out who I am. But I have to first find out who I was taught to be. Because I wasn't taught to be myself. I was taught to be my mother and her joy and her pain. And my father and his joy and his pain. 
and the people who came before them that passed on their joy and their pain to my parents. I, I need to find that all first. That's what it feels like anyway. And along the lines, enjoy my life and love and be happy. Be happy in the good and the bad. So, that's what it feels like for me. It's a lot of work. I'm really tired. But at the same time, I feel more free every day. I become more me every day. Like, I cry every day. I'm just, Because even in the shittiness, I'm like, ah! I'm break. Like, I'm realizing pain that I don't need to have that isn't mine. These beliefs of unworthiness of, like, that I think we all have. I don't need to believe in them anymore. And I think if we could start to break away from these ideals and ideas of who we are and how we're supposed to be, we can break away from this society that does not condone true happiness. It condones, you're in pain, here's a distraction. You're in pain, watch a bunch of TV so you don't have to look at your pain. You're in pain, drink alcohol, smoke cigarettes, smoke weed, do this, pay a lot of money to do this, pay a lot of money to do that, buy a yacht, buy a car, buy this, buy that, and then you won't feel pain, except you still feel pain. Now you just have more stuff. I don't want things anymore. I don't even... Honestly, we'll spend days at Ben's house in Pennsylvania. And I'm like, oh my god, I don't need to go anywhere. Everything is just, like, extra. Like, you can find so much peace and joy just by existing, literally. But I do like experiencing things. I think every new experience shows me something new and teaches me something new. I just don't think it has to be at the expense of others' suffering and my own suffering. I don't think I need to work a nine-to-five the rest of my life to be happy. I don't know. I want to live my life. Thank you for listening to me ramble. Thank you for being here. Truly, thank you for being here. I love you so much. If you'd like to go to patreon.com slash cosmic triggers with Sam, 
there is a community there that we're trying to build and I'd love to see you. We talk about our trauma, we talk about our lives, we talk about our dreams, our goals, things that make us happy, things that make us sad. It's like a little therapy, but not so therapy, friendship love session. We do it once a week. So if you join the second tier, you can be a part of that. And we'd love to see you there. All right. Goodbye for now.